The readings today uh, that we chose were not the readings for St. Justin Martyr, but they're both uh, very fitting uh, uh, for his celebration nonetheless. Our first uh, reading comes from the Acts of the Apostles, and uh, Paul's addressing uh, the, the elders, which could be just the leaders of the community, potentially some of the, the bishops that would have succeeded the apostles. And uh, he says to them, be on your guard, be on your guard for yourselves and for all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you the overseers. I know quite well that when I have gone, fierce wolves will invade you and have no mercy on the flock. These fierce wolves were basically false teachers that uh, Paul knew would find their way into the community. Jesus himself warned uh, the disciples that it would happen. Now, Justin Martyr was someone who very much embraced this teaching of St. Paul. Uh, he, he wasn't a, a, a priest or a, or a bishop, but he certainly uh, uh, did what he could using his gifting, and particularly his, his intellectual gifting, to protect the flock, to keep them, uh, uh, to help them to uh, stay close to the truth, right? To protect them from, from the, the deception of, of the, the fierce wolves that, that, uh, that came into the community of the early church. In fact, uh, Justin uh, was so faithful to that calling that he, he followed the good shepherd himself. He laid his life down for his flock, right? He, he, he gave his life uh, in, in defence of the Christian faith. Jesus, in the gospel today, he carries on this theme. Uh, he, he's praying, this is part of his prayer to the Father, right, and, um, towards the end of John's gospel. And he's, he's basically praying that the Father will protect those that, um, that he has given to, to Jesus and who Jesus has ministered to. He, he, um, he refers to the world hating them, you know, so in both of these readings, we get a sense of the hostility <clears throat> towards those that follow Christ. <clears throat> this, of course, is not just a reality back in the early church, but it's equally true today. We know that, right? That, that we, <clears throat> we live in a culture which is not always sympathetic to the values of Christ. And, and although many uh, societies have been built upon the values of Christ, it seems like more and more uh, we, uh, we're becoming less and less uh, aligned with, with the heart of Jesus, economically, socially, ethically, in all kinds of spheres of, of society. I think probably the, the easiest way to identify this is by looking to the Beatitudes, that the heart of Jesus' teaching. When we reflect on, on uh, the, the attitudes that Jesus puts forward there, we recognise how far our culture is from that heart, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the merciful. So the call for us uh, is, to, um, is to be on guard. It's, it's always been the call of Christians from the very early church to, to, to be on the front foot, to recognise that we, we can't... Um, 
we can't just assume that uh, we'll, you know, knowing what we know will be enough, you know, uh, and that we'll, we'll, we'll be okay, you know, as long as we just sort of do our, our you know, just keep doing our, our, our thing, our routine, you know, that there's, a, there's a sense that we need to be um, on the lookout, vigilant. Uh, St. Peter, he says, um, be alert and of sober mind, because the enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour I want to suggest that there are um, at least two levels on which we need to uh, stay on guard. We need to be vigilant, right? Uh, the first level is just at the, you know, you know when it comes to Christian doctrine, to, to Christian teaching. And that's certainly what Paul was talking about in the first reading. Be, be, beware against false teachers. And they don't always come, uh, you know, um, they won't always appear necessarily as people that are coming in and explicitly teaching, you know, falsely, like perhaps some atheists and, you know, those popular authors that are writing against Christianity. But it, it can come in very subtle ways, just subtle attitudes that start to, to rise up in, in, in the world around us, yeah? So we, we need to um, just be on the front foot, be vigilant that we, we stay close to, to the, the truth revealed to us by Christ and, and, and through the scriptures. And so this highlights the importance for us of, of ongoing formation. There are so many courses we offer here, and the reason we do that is to help us to, to remain close to the truth so we don't kind of stray, you know, stray off and um, sort of down uh, some dark alleyways or something. <laughs> uh, spiritual reading, listening to podcasts, uh, however you continue to form yourself uh, to learn the faith, that's one way we, we're called to be vigilant. Uh, the second is uh, just being on guard against spiritual discouragement. That's what Jesus, I think, was particularly referring to in the gospel today, uh, the work of the enemy who wants to discourage us who wants to undermine uh, our, our relationship with Christ. The enemy, as I'm sure we all know, wants to plant seeds of, of, that cause us to doubt in God's goodness and God's mercy and our own value and our own potential. And so we need to be very, very vigilant about, you know, over our hearts and our, and our minds. One of the other key strategies, of course, is the enemy is to uh, distract us, to keep us busy with lots of other good things. So we sort of just slowly, slowly, slowly just sort of turn our hearts away from God. How do we remedy uh, this second level of Uh, attack or, or false teaching. Well, I think uh, one, one thing that's really critical is that we spend time every day just in God's presence, just allowing God to speak the truth to our hearts, to remind us who we truly are, to, to remind us of who he truly is. But I think we, we, we need to do more than that. We all need a support network around us. We need people around us who can help us to identify um, perhaps the lies that we're, that we're entertaining, you know, help us to see the false notes in our thinking, 
that can help us to recognise the truth of our goodness and the goodness of God. I very much share this from my own personal experience. <laughs> I'm very blessed to have a very strong network around me, you know, spiritual director, and I've got people that I sort of see as mentors and, and um, <clears throat> people that I see in sort of a pastoral care capacity and psychologists and some close friends I can kind of, I can, you know, really share myself with and, and, and share the journey with. We, we, we all need some people around us who can kind of hold us in the truth and can call out false notes. We can't do it on our own because we, we, we fool ourselves and we can't see what we can't see, right? So who, who, who are your support network? Who are you reaching out to? Who are you seeing on a regular basis? This brings us to uh, the, the whole ministry here in the parish uh, of small groups. We keep encouraging all of our parishioners to have a few people in the parish that you catch up with at least once a month. Maybe you just go for a coffee or you, 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 you know, read the word of God together, share, share a bit of life together. We all, need, we all in, in a sense, need uh, to, to have shepherds around us that, that guard us 